All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Hello, America. Happy Sunday and welcome to the Sunday Brunch Edition of John Solomon Reports. That's right. Maybe you're having an omelet on the back deck or you are got your pods in and you're listening to me while you're mowing the lawn or going for that Sunday walk that we should all do to stay healthier and fit. Well, we've got the show of shows for you. We're not going to let you down. We've got some great guests. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these messages. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. 
They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title and your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. We have the perfect first guest to start us off. He has covered politics and history like no other journalist in American history. Uh, And he has an acute sense of what's going on in the country right now. Of course, he's the host of one of my favorite shows, No Spin News. He's our good friend, Bill O'Reilly. Bill, great to have you back on the show. John, Amanda, nice to see you both. Thanks for having me in. Great to have you on, sir. I want to start with some very clear trend lines that are beginning to show up in polling. It doesn't matter who the pollster is, the same trend lines. One, Americans increasingly think the government's interfered in the election. Two, Donald Trump is rising in the polls despite being indicted twice. Three, uh, uh, Joe Biden's policies increasingly unpopular. Four, Joe Biden being viewed as too old to be president. And five, Generic Republican policies are really rising in popularity with Americans. I haven't seen a storm like that in the 30 years I've chronicled politics. What's going on with the American people? Well, I think that it's too early to basically handicap the presidential race, but the NBC poll uh, that came out yesterday, uh, the key number there is 76% of all Americans, all parties, everybody, feel the United States is doing poorly, right, on the wrong road, whatever they want to say. No president in history has ever been reelected with that kind of number. And the number is not going to get any better. See, most presidents have ups and downs. They go in and out. Bill Clinton is a really good example of that. Definitely. You know, but Biden is so diminished in his ability to assess situations and then articulately come out with a a problem-solving mechanism. He cannot do that. And so when you're faced with Americans paying so much more for what they bought just three years ago, Biden's not going to be able to reverse that in this year or the 24, the beginning of 24. He's not. So when you go to a restaurant, as people do, and now the entree used to cost you $25, now it's 40 And, you know, I myself, I mean, I, every place I go, I'm looking and I'm going, this is way beyond what the inflationary rate is. Um, and the pile-on of stuff that you need is just driving Americans into debt. It's all about the money. And Trump offers a solid economic record and no other Demo- no other Republican challenger has that. They can say mm. I did it in my state, but they can't say they did it nationally. Yeah. Trump can say that. That's his strongest suit. Now, whether that will overcome the perception that he's irresponsible and that perception, John, is, real. is strong it is. in this country. Mm-hmm. OK, mm-hmm. I don't know. But I do know that Joe Biden is not going to get any better and his policies are going to continue to hurt the American people. I do know that for a fact. Yeah, Yeah, and and his policies won't get better. And it kind of seems like media, you know, I often refer to them as janitor journalists because for this entire administration, they've been playing cleanup uh, for this administration. But I saw something incredible on Friday. Something amazing. John Kirby gets asked one tough question 
And he's like, oh, whoop, I'm out of time. I'm late for my deflectors anonymous meeting. He leaves. Karine Jean-Pierre then gets asked, I think, three times in a row by not just conservative journalists about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden's legal issues. She doesn't have an answer, but we are finally starting to see the media actually ask some probing questions. Without the media on his side, not only will the policies not get better, but cleanup duty is going to stop. Well, I'm not disagreeing with you, Amanda, but it's a different strategy for the corrupt corporate media. So on Mm. Friday, I'm watching ABC World News Tonight, which I don't usually do because I'm too busy. Like I'm on just the news tonight, so I can't watch whatever else is on. But the ABC report is on Merrick Garland. Number one, they totally ignore the fact that Merrick Garland blamed the Delaware U.S. attorney for the plea deal, the the Hunter plea deal, when everyone knows that Merrick Garland had to sign off on it. Mm -hmm. If you don't know that, you need to re-enroll in high school. Yep. Okay? The Delaware guy doesn't control the Justice Department. The attorney general does. So Garland's going, oh, no, this guy has full authority. It is him. And I hope he answers. Well, wait, hold it. You had to sign off on it. Not a word. And then in the body of the report, which lasted two minutes, 45 seconds. And I'm a former ABC correspondent, so I know this stuff. They use the term. Trump appointed prosecutor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Five times. Isn't that amazing? In two minutes and 45 seconds. If we didn't get it the first four times, yeah. the correspondent at the stand-up did it at the end. Five times. It's amazing. Unheard of. So, yes, while the corrupt corporate media has to ask certain elemental questions, they still spin the hell out of it every day, every way. <laughs> Uh, you are definitely true about that. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Bill, we got a couple minutes left. I want to look at history here because I think this weekend was an extraordinary moment where a mercenary military leader basically challenged Vladimir Putin. And no matter how it ends up, Vladimir Putin is diminished. In fact, I was thinking maybe the next book could be Killing Putin someday. But tell us what's going on. I think you have some really perceptive things about what's happening in Russia right now. Well, we lead with that on the No Spin News tonight, which you can access in a million different places. But go to BillOReilly.com and we'll guide you into watching my TV and radio broadcasts. I predicted in January of this year that Putin would likely lose his power this year. I was, I think, the first person to do that. It was a real risky prediction. I did not know about the Wagner group um, as far as its um, betrayal of Putin or whatever you want to say. I didn't know that. What I did know was that Putin's military was performing so horribly in the Ukraine, he was not going to win that war. And you don't win that war when you're a tyrant dictator, you're in trouble. So the Wagner group, 25,000, paid very well by Putin, okay, comprised mainly of convicts, murderers, thugs, rapists, thieves. That's who's in the Wagner group, okay? They turn on Putin because 
they don't like the way they're being treated by the Soviet army. That's what Soviet, by the Russian army. That's, that was the linchpin. They embarrassed Putin. She in China sees this. Everybody sees this. The Saudis who are cozying up to Putin, Putin see that. And you know how it is, John. Yeah. You're a ruthless dictator and you show signs of weakness. Yep. It's just a matter of time. So now it's a race to the grave. Who's going to get there first? The leader of the Wagner Group, who's now in exile in Belarus, or Putin? I can't predict it. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now, get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Welcome back, America. It was on this show a few short months ago. We warned you that uh, regulators from the cities, the states, and the Democratic administration governing Washington were coming for your gas stoves. And oh, have they come since then. And by the way, now they got their eye on wood-fired stove, wood-fired ovens. Oh my gosh, the war on what you can put in your home, your kitchen, your restaurant is raging. And we wouldn't have known about it if it weren't for our next guest. He's, uh, his effort, handsoffmystove.com, has taken America by storm. He's a great sponsor for this uh, segment as well. He's the president of the US, U.S. Oil and Gas Association and our good friend, Tim Stewart. Tim, welcome back to the show. 
Great to be with you. This is the most personal regulatory battle I've ever seen in my time as a reporter. In my kitchen, on my back porch, I can't, uh, I, now New York says no to gas stoves, furnaces, and wood-fired pizza ovens. Are you kidding me? Yeah, can you believe that? You know, it's it's really fascinating because I, you and I have talked about this. The, it's sort of a head fake. All the real action is happening at the local level. That's right. And that this issue today where New York City and Department of Environmental Quality said that they're looking and they want restaurant owners to figure out how to reduce emissions or remove their wood fired stoves for their pizza ovens. That's crazy. You know, it doesn't stop. That's this how the left works. You know, it's not the outcome that matters. It's frankly an outcome renders these activists irrelevant. It's the activism that's which is what is important to them and that's where they get their fulfillment so it's it's fascinating to watch what the next step is you see this in the climate movement all the time yeah it's yeah. shocking. And it's, it's always seems like a chicken and egg scenario on the left side of the aisle with Democrats as far as activism and legislation. Uh, but in this case, it obviously started with activism. But on the legislative side, we've now had, I think, two bills in Congress that got shot down to ban gas stoves. Uh, and they were bipartisan. So why do Democrats keep trying to force it? You know, that's a great question, because I think, you know, there was a poll last week that came out that showed that overall 69 percent of all Americans oppose any sort of regulation or efforts to ban a gas stove. And that was split. You know, it was 85 percent Republican, 71 percent independent and even 55 percent Democrat. And so this is this is a very much a bipartisan issue of people looking and saying, leave me alone, you know, get out of my kitchen. And yet again, I think that the Democratic Party, the administration and the Democrats in Congress are really are, are being pushed by the really hard activists left because this is that as we had mentioned before this is that that level of activism where where they they figure they can have some real real impact in dictating how people live their lives uh it's it's fascinating and honestly i i honestly think this is going to be an albatross that's going to hang around the, the neck of a lot of these elected officials both at the federal and the state and the local level over the next 18 months and, and we intend to fully do that to be honest with you, uh, you, you i think we ready. all need to know who the 49 percent of democrats who would be okay with an electric stove bar so we don't ever go to their house for a dinner party. You're exactly right. And, you know, and I think a lot of times those are the people who um, have somebody else cooking for them, you know? Yeah. Uh, it might be... It might be elitist. Sort of a, yeah, the elite, it might be the elitists who have to, don't have to make that decision. There's people who, honestly, a younger demographic who just get Uber Eats all the time. They don't realize that the restaurant owners are using gas stoves to cook their, their Uber Eats. And so, yeah, we, we wonder about who that is as well. It's, it's amazing. I went into a restaurant, not this weekend, the weekend before. I forgot to call you and tell you this. I was going to tell you this, but it was an Italian restaurant. We go there about once every couple, three, three, four weeks. And the guy comes in, he put his hands up, said, hands off your stove. And I, I realized that he's catching on to what we're talking about. You started something really powerful, Tim. And uh, I want to talk about the disconnect, right? Because I think the next great army, in addition to everyday Americans who want a choice of what's going to go in their kitchen on their back porch, are restaurants, right? Uh, the When you tell Little Italy in New York that they can't have a, a, a wood-fired uh, oven for their pizzas, you're basically declaring war on their industry. It seems to me that what the Democrats are doing is lining up a, a, an impenetrable uh, opposition to themselves. Uh, how big is this going to get? So, you know, I kind of liken this, John. I was telling somebody this today because on the Internet today, there's a there's a, a great video of, of somebody, a man who's protesting, throwing pizza over over the fence at New York City Hall. And, and I called it, look, this is the pizza party rebellion. You know, my, I have a picture <laughs> of my now six, my now 16 year old daughter when she was just a year old uh, in front of the White House with my wife. And my wife was one of the original tea partiers who threw 
the tea bags over the White House fence way, way back then. That's what started the Tea Party Rebellion. You know, it's, this is the stuff the rebellions are made of. It is people have had yeah. enough. And and I think this is going to be really interesting because it's one thing to sort of sit out there and, well, the, the city council may restrict gas gas hookups on new construction. What you're telling me that you're going to take away my my local pizzeria's way of, of making their their special uh, their special pie? You're kidding me. This is the stuff rebellions are made of, and frankly, a little rebellion now and then is a good thing. And I think it's about time we push back on these guys. Yeah, and that you have. Yeah, Tim, I, we've just got a couple minutes left. Um, I will admit that I'm a little predisposed to prepperism. I live in Los Angeles, so I can't afford a house big enough to have a whole storage closet. But when I think about the the gas stove initiative by Democrats. My mind always goes to this episode of Last Man Standing where there is a black market created for incandescent light bulbs. And obviously gleaning natural gas from the earth is not something Joe Schmo can do and sell on the black market. But God forbid something like this, something this crazy goes through. What do Americans do? Would, would there ever be a black market created for it? Well, no, that's a great question. Uh, it, just again, when you ever, whenever you restrict supply of anything that's important to people, they find a way. The market and and the people find a way to get access to it. The, I think the other issue you talk about, I mean, preparation. You know, ga- natural again, natural gas hookup in my house insulates me from from the electrical outages that happen all the my all the time in my neighborhood here in Northern Virginia. You know, it, it is not uncommon for the thunderstorm that's going to roll here in twenty minutes probably knock my power out. But that means we can still cook dinner because we have a natural gas hookup and a match to light the stove. And this is where I think the Democrats uh, who really push this issue just fail to realize that that this isn't just about the climate, but it's actually about people's ability to to function in their daily life. And and this effort mm-hmm. to restrict this is really frustrating. Hey, I do have some good news, though, if I could. Back to hands off Please. my stove. Uh, we've got one person who, who really loves what we're doing, and we're going to announce a, 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 a 4th of July uh uh, special, so to speak, where that individual will cover at 1,000 subscriptions to hands off my stove. Wow. That's oh my. a great, that's great news. And honestly, what we need right now is we're looking to expand our membership. We went through the soft rollout across the country. And, yep. and thanks to you guys and your your tremendous efforts to get that out there. Now what we need is just expand that membership because we got to have a lot more people who are willing to take up the fight locally. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Joining us right now, he is the chairman of the House Oversight 
uh, subcommittee on national security, the board and foreign affairs. He's Wisconsin Congressman Glenn Grothman. He joins us right now. Congressman, welcome back to the show. Glad to be on the show. You had an amazing exchange not that long ago with uh, President Biden's labor secretary over the issue of race. There is this uh, growing mantra in Washington that everybody's race, everyone's skin color is going to determine their outcome. We're imposing this on children. Tell us about that exchange and what struck you about this cabinet secretary's uh, perception. Well, first of all, it's the mindset. And this is the labor secretary. The woman who's in charge of, you know, who we hire, who we fire, how how businesses operate, she insists, she continues to insist that America is a country built on racist, racial extremism or um, uh, white racism. And we have to ask, why are they doing this and what long-term effect will have in America? I think we have to engage the Democrats when they do this, or our young people are going to have a low opinion of America. And so many are, of our immigrants who come here will have a low opinion of America. And that's just not true. If you look, say, even today at the most successful ethnic groups in America, number one is India, but so many other ethnic groups doing at least financially better than the native born, uh, Filipinos, Chinese, uh, Cubans. Uh, Thomas Sowell wrote a few years ago that second generation people from the West Indies were doing better than the native born. So there's not a country in the world, I think, in which you could come and immigrants do better than they do in America. But in an effort to convince Americans to be bitter and angry, we have the labor secretary insisting that this is a country built on white supremacy. And Joe Biden himself, in order to keep this cancer going, he has in every government agency, I don't care his defense, I don't care his Department of the Interior, equity action teams to monitor who is getting hired, who is getting the grants. And of course, it's all this mindset that we have to set one American against another. Because, you know, we, we, every, every decision is a, an ethnic type decision. For so long in this country, we worked so hard. Our forefathers have a country in which we view people as individuals. But the Democrats want, eventually, each election to be a contest among ethnic groups. What, Mr. Politician, are you going to do for uh, Hispanics? What, Mr. Politician, right. are you going to do to Asians? And that will be, that'll be the end of America if it gets that way. Great point. Well, and Congressman, it seems like there's no no foresight when there are these types of conversations and even legislation um, or or you know methods and procedures in any type of, of agency. But I think about it from the philosophical side because you know our founding fathers. I don't I don't know if any of them would have considered pri- their primary um, jobs to have been philosophers. But as the framers of our Constitution, obviously that was a part of the way they constructed our country. So for you as a congressman in the governing body. Um, my concern is that 20 years from now, 30 years from now, these kids who are being taught this, they are ultimately going to be sitting in your seat, in the seats of Congress, as, as judges, as lawyers, as doctors. What does that look like for America when you have these people growing up to, be, to, to think that, that they are disenfranchised because of the color of their skin? 
Well, this is what ruins other countries. There's so many countries around the world in which elections are contests between different ethnic groups. Maybe it's racial differences. Maybe, like in Canada, it's language differences. Maybe it's religion differences. You look at so many tribal differences. You look at so many elections in Africa are a problem because it breaks down to one tribe against the other. They aren't looking out for the country as a whole. And we really have not had a big problem on this in the past in America. But now we have the Democrat Party and Joe Biden, who talks about racism constantly, talks about white supremacy constantly, says the police are racist. Joe Biden wants Americans to walk around and chip on their shoulder. Even wildly successful uh, subgroups of Americans saying, when I go to the polls, I want to vote for my ethnic group. That's what Biden is trying to do. It's been a ruination of other countries. We've got to stand up to Joe Biden and make sure it doesn't happen here. Another place that we've had a really significant uh, debate going and helping America understand is the effort to impose transgender values, transgender treatments on children without their parents uh, knowing or uh, approving. Uh, we just saw these extraordinary parades over the last week and were really uh, significant things. Young children are in the parade and there are men naked dancing down the street, other sex objects and other things flying around. I know you have a really grave concern about how far this has gone. Talk a little bit about what you and Congress may be doing. Absolutely. And people have to ask themselves, why this explosion in transgenders? When for people our age, you never saw it. Well, uh, Europe, who for a while embraced this transgender stuff, is backing off. And the reason they're backing off is they have realized that the reason we have this big increase in transgenders that we're supposed to deal with is we publicize it, right? If we talk about it in the schools, even with, you know, first or second graders, if we have America's businesses going whole hog on promoting transgenderism, and of course, Budweiser being a prime example of that, Target being another example of that. If we're going to promote that stuff, you're going to get inside the little children's heads and you're going to have more and more people adapt that lifestyle. And the American public has to stop and think, why do we have all these people this way when virtually nobody was that way 40 years ago? It's because the entertainment media, but also the government, the schools are promoting it. And when you tell little children about it, a given number of children think, well, maybe I'm not unhappy because I'm really a boy, you know, or, you know, maybe I'd be unhappy or happier if I was wearing a dress. They get on the Internet. They find people who think this way. And all of a sudden you have so many people who are out there now needing special drugs, puberty blockers, this sort of thing. The hospitals, the doctors making a lot of money. But in the long term, you're hurting so many of these kids. I think a goal for America is to push these people out of the way. By that, I mean the people encouraging this and get back to a time in which this was so incredibly rare. Yeah, uh, I agree, Congressman. And, and this seems like something that is so destructive to our culture. And it's because it's glorified in media, in culture, in Hollywood. How can Congress, you know, I... I, I I would like to think that one of the best ways to counter this is by having uh, people like Chloe Cole come up to Capitol Hill to testify in front of Congress to tell the truth about the mutilation that happens to a child. Let's face it, that's what this is about. It's not about the adults, it's about children. The mutilation that happens to a child's body. I know that a lot of people in America, they only see the cultural Hollywood side, the glitzy side of, of uh, if there is one, of transgenderism. Is that one of the ways that Congress can help tell the truth and counter what, what Hollywood is selling? Yeah, absolutely. We have to get the word out there. Because for these doctors to make money off of this, 
they have to claim that this is an ongoing problem. We have all these children out there like, well, they've got to ask themselves, why do we have, they have to ask themselves why Europe is backing off? Europe is backing off because they found the reason they have so many children like this is because it's advertised, right? It's advertised positively in, in the uh, entertainment media. It's, it's talked about pos positively or like it exists in the news media, the mainstream news. And then it's not surprising you have so many kids adapting this lifestyle. And of course, they wind up so unhappy when they adapt this lifestyle. Poor people like Chloe. Can you imagine they found doctors to remove her breasts when she was 15 years old? And it's not just that. It's you know younger kids, puberty blockers, that sort of thing. Another thing you have to remember, even if people go whole hog, and wind up getting themselves surgically altered, it's not the end of it. It's not like, oh, all of a sudden I thought it was a girl, I thought it was a boy. You have to continue to take drugs for the rest of your life, which shows it's not a natural thing where you weren't really born, say, uh, a boy or something like that. Otherwise, when the surgery was done, you got on with your life, but that's not what's going on. All right, folks, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We've got a great guest who is posing quite a threat to Mitt Romney's reelection chances. I know, and I love to see it. It is so exciting. This is why I love working in politics. We are just about 16 months away from Election Day, but that also means that candidates are entering in races down ballot as well. And our next guest tonight is no different as he has decided to take his experience in the private and public sector and throw his hat into the ring, challenging a former Massachusetts governor and current Utah senator, Mitt Romney for his seat. He is Republican candidate for U.S. Senate and the current mayor of Riverton, Utah, Trent Stagg. Sir, thank you so much for being here. Hey, John, Amanda, thank you so much for having me. All right. Your opponent, uh, someone who is very well known in the state of Utah, whether he is well loved, I think is probably up for debate. Polls don't seem to reflect that he is well loved. And you just received an incredible endorsement from the Fraternal Order of Police there in Utah. Congratulations on that. Talk to us about the nature of your race. What are you hearing from Utahns as far as their approval of, of Mitt Romney as their senator? Well, I think you're absolutely correct. I mean, polling data would reflect that. And also just anecdotally, as I go out and talk to Utahns, I've been traveling all across the state. They feel let down. They feel like Senator Romney has not represented them, uh, has not represented their values, particularly Republicans. And so, so many have come out wanting somebody to else, wanting somebody else, a true conservative. Utah's 
Utahns deserve a true conservative to represent them in the seat, and we don't have that today. Um, I decided to go ahead and step up and do that, as you indicated. I'm a lifelong Utah from elementary school to graduate school. I've been here. I've attended Utah schools. I've raised my family here. I've operated scores of businesses, helped take a company public last year, listed on NASDAQ, and have for the past 10 years been in elected office in my community in Riverton. We've developed quite a coalition. I have scores of mayors, county commissioners, and then as you just noted, the Fraternal Order of Police that has come and endorsed our campaign. We're picking up more and more each and every day. It's very exciting. We've had donations come across, I think 40 plus states, 42, 43 states. And so there is clearly interest in uh, in, in having this seat taken over by a true, proven, demonstrated conservative, not just in Utah, but across the nation. And we're prepared to do that. Yeah, and Mitt Romney is so fascinating to me as a political reporter because he's so disconnected from where the party is. It was his policy that gave rise to Obamacare. It was, he had the predecessor to it. He badmouthed Donald mm-hmm. Trump, even though Donald Trump's very popular, including in Utah. Uh, he's <laughs> often voting with Democrats on the key swing issues, uh, leaving his party in the cold. Is this, uh, it, does, it seems to me that Utah voters have tired of this disconnect between the party he says he represents and his votes, which don't represent that party. Are you picking that up on the trail? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, we in our launch video, we just we just launched about four weeks ago. And again, the response has just been so overwhelming and humbling. Um, but he indicated five years ago, you know, he moves to Utah and he had a 30 second spot entitled fight for. And he said, if you elect me as your senator, I will fight every day for Utahns. I will fight to put us on a path to a balanced budget. I'll end illegal immigration. I will stop federal overreach and spending, and I'll appoint conservative justices to the court. Now, he hasn't done those things. I, he's, I would argue he's fought against those things uh, by voting for trillions more in spending and omnibus, uh, not agreeing with our other senator, Mike Lee, to sign the letter that he sent off to President Biden in early May saying, with 42 other Republicans, we are not going to raise the debt ceiling unless we get substantial spending cuts and budget reforms. His name was conspicuously absent from that letter. I think it's shameful. Um, He votes for Secretary Mayorkas, one of the few Republicans that did. He's done nothing to help President Trump uh, back in the day, you know, secure the border, Uh, even though, as you indicated, he sought his endorsement. He votes 60% of the time it's shown with Biden and his administration. And uh, Biden, people forget, Biden encouraged Romney to run for the Senate seat back in 2018. And Romney supported the presidential run of uh, of Biden. And so uh, this is not what Utahns want. They, they want to change. They feel that he hasn't been representing them at all. And as I go out and talk to people on the campaign trail, uh, that is, that is definitely something that they have been saying and they're so grateful again that someone like myself that has stood up time and again to governmental overreach i've actually cut taxes in my community um i've i've made government more efficient i've fought back on federal overreach with respect to mask mandates and vaccine mandates um you know anti-esg resolutions that we passed we supported life in our community so i've i've demonstrated the type of conservative that i am not just fiscally but also socially and that's what utahns want and you stood for law enforcement and not black lives matter which i think a lot of utahns really appreciate Absolutely. Absolutely. I wanted to ask you, we've just got about 60 seconds left. Energy, I think, is important to all voters across all 50 states. But last week we had on one of our favorite clean energy guys, um, Bill Robinson, and he was there 
at our nation's only active uranium mill, obviously vital for the production of, of nuclear energy. It's there in Utah. I imagine energy is going to be very high on the priority list for Utahns next year. Uh, absolutely, it will. This is if people go to TrentStags.com, they want to take a look at uh, my three overarching themes of smaller government, safer families and stronger economy. Energy is definitely one of my top nine uh, you know, policy prescriptions there. The company that I help take public is in the energy space. Uh, we have operations in eastern Utah. So, yes, this is very, very important. Uh, we have a lot of natural resources here in our own state that we can avail ourselves of and I think be, become energy independent uh, for sure. And that's something that, that Utahns want to see. And with two thirds of our state owned and controlled by the federal government, you know, that's another big issue here that we need to push back on and, and get control over these resources. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, everybody. When we have a big crisis, like we saw the last several days in Russia, in the Russia-Ukraine war, Putin's grip on power now in question with the Wagner Group uh, near mutiny, uh, we got to bring in one of the big guns. We are so lucky to have him join us every so often. One of the country's premier intelligence experts, currently the director of grand strategy at the Quincy Institute, our good friend, George Beebe. George, welcome back to the show. Thanks, John. I want to try to understand. I could not believe my ears or eyes on Saturday or Sunday. I'm still having a hard time absorbing what went on here with the Wagner Group and, and this what appears to be some sort of mutiny or protest. What, how serious is this for Putin's grip on power? Well, for a little over 24 hours, I think it was quite serious. Um, this uh, began many years ago, a, a rivalry between this uh, private mercenary group, the Wagner Group, and its leader, uh, Yevgeny Prigozhin, uh, and the regular Russian military and the, and the Russian military high command. But um, a few weeks ago, uh, the Russian Ministry of Defense said, OK, Wagner fighters are going to have to sign contracts with the Russian military. Uh, no longer operating autonomously or independently. And that was a threat to Prigozhin's cash cow. He was earning a lot of money running this mercenary outfit. And he essentially said, no, you know, I'm, I'm not going to accept losing control of uh, this uh, private military band and turned a, a good number of these fighters on Russia itself. 
the danger was really twofold. One, one of the dangers was that elements of the Russian military or intelligence services might throw their weight behind Prigozhin. And if they had done that, that would have been a real threat to, uh, to Putin's rule. Uh, fortunately for Putin, that didn't happen. He was able to avert any uh, Russian military forces from switching sides. Uh, the other big threat, I think it was more realistic than, uh, than, than a real civil war inside Russia would have been if uh, the Wagner group had tried to hold up in, in a city like Rostov, which they initially seized in all of this, then the Russians might have had to have diverted some forces from Ukraine to try to deal with Wagner. And that could have spelled very bad news for the Russian war in Ukraine. And uh, Putin's ability to end this uprising through, through a, a negotiated settlement really within a few hours after the, this began, was critical for for Russia's war effort in, in Ukraine. Yeah. George, it seems like from what I can see from Russian media that there is, among the Russian people, a favorable view of Prigozhin. Um, considering what you've said, why why do you think Putin decided not to pursue any punishment for him? Well, I think that was the one thing that Putin thought he could uh, offer in all of this as a compromise. Uh, Prigozhin was demanding to keep control over Wagner. He was demanding the removal of Russia's minister of defense, the removal of the, uh, the chief of the Russian uh, general staff. And to offer Prigozhin those kinds of concessions would have been tantamount to admitting extreme weakness in all of this. And I think Putin just had no uh, flexibility in that area. The one thing that he could on was to say to Prigozhin, you know, you can keep your life. I'll, I'll drop charges from you, let you go into exile in uh, in Belarus. And I think uh, from Putin's perspective, it was worth making that kind of concession because it averted a, a real crisis inside Russia and allowed the Russian military to, to focus on Ukraine. Yeah. I have a funny feeling Prigozhin's always going to be looking over his shoulder for the next uh, several years. Uh, we'll see what happens on that front. George, um, uh, there was an interesting guy that showed up in Ukraine last 24 hours. Mike Pence, first uh, 2024 presidential candidate, besides Joe Biden, of course, to meet with Zelensky in Ukraine. A big moment, kind of a morale booster on top of the morale booster that maybe the whole Russia fiasco did. How are uh, things going on the Ukraine side of this front? Well, not particularly well. Um, I think there was a, a brief burst of optimism associated with the Wagner uprising. There was hope that, that Putin might become so bogged down at home that the Ukrainians could exploit this and, and overrun the Russians on the battlefield. But I think that brief glimmer of hope is, is over. Yeah. And uh, the uh, Ukrainian counteroffensive, which has been underway for now more than three weeks, does not seem to be going well at all. And I think uh, one of the indications of how poorly it's going is uh, the United States is attempting to rush more weapons to Ukraine, including more capable weapons. Uh, one of the things that Biden has refused to do for, for many, many months is to uh, provide attackums, you know, longer range uh, missile systems that the Ukrainians could use to strike deep behind Russian lines. Uh, the Biden administration was was really concerned that that would be an escalatory step. 
Um, and now uh, rumor has it, according to the Wall Street Journal, that Biden is now uh, very close to approving those sorts of missiles. Yeah. He did the same thing on F-16s. And I think part of the reason is that the Ukrainians are having a lot of trouble in this counteroffensive. Uh, and the uh, Biden administration can't afford to see them fail. We've got 30 seconds left. Um, polls consistently show that Americans on both sides of the aisle are growing increasingly disenchanted with our involvement in Ukraine. But Pence said that his reason for going there was to show progress and the reason that it's in our national interest to support Ukraine. Did that message land? Well, I don't know. Uh, I think the Republican Party is divided over how to handle this. There are the traditionalist Republicans, very hawkish on Ukraine. They believe that the United States simply needs to show strength and resolve, give Ukraine everything it needs to win, and then everything is going to work out. The other side says, hey, you know, this is a war that is not going to be won, and we need to be moving towards some sort of compromise to allow us to focus on China and other more important threats. All right, folks, thanks for joining us. Now, one reminder, a lot of people say, hey, John, do you have an app at the Just the News? And the answer is we sure do. Not only do we have an app, it's in the Apple Store. It's also in the Android Store. It allows you to take the Just the News experience and go in three different ways. You can watch our videos and television shows. You can listen to this podcast and many others like it, like Victor Davis Hanson, or you can read the stories that we do a day, 50, 60, 70 stories a day of the breaking news, investigative reporting, accountability reporting. Go to the iOS app store or the Android store today. Download the Just the News app. Read, watch, listen. Three great ways to experience the Just the News content and to join the Just the News family. And if you really want to get involved with the family and say, hey, I want to support your investigative reporting, John Solomon. I want to support the great reporters and the producers and the bookers and everybody that works to make the Just the News experience possible. You can do something really inexpensive that makes a big difference. All you got to do is join the Just the News VIP club. That's right. What do you get for the VIP club? First off, ad-free experience on the website and on your newsletters. No ads, no dancing videos, no autoplay videos. An ad-free experience on Just the News 24-7. Plus, once a month, you get to hang out with me at justthenews.com. We have a town hall. I sit and answer your questions for an hour. We talk about issues you care about. We cover topics that the other media aren't covering. It's an incredible experience to join the family the immediate family of the Just the News team. Great opportunity. Sometimes we bring in our reporters. It's always a delightful time. If you want to get involved in that, go to justthenews.com slash subscribe. Justthenews.com slash subscribe. Quick way to get into the club. It's $4.99 a month, $44.99 a year. Great way to support our journalism, make a difference, and get an enormous benefit yourself. So go check it out today. All right, folks, that wraps up John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. God bless you. God bless you. Have a great night. God bless this great country of the United States. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events, and you'll be helping us dig up more truth. 
Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey.